You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I ran him back for the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Follow at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter as well as download and follow at Tide 109 on Twitter and download that app, Tide 109. Uh, and take us with you wherever you go. Tide 109. You're home for Alabama sports and the Martin Houston show, the sound of Alabama sports, your show, your team. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. You can get in on the conversation. Thanks to the great folks over at Taco Casa, six location in Tuscaloosa and West Alabama to better serve you. They do it the right way every day. Been doing it for 40-plus years and counting. Dine-in, drive-through, and carry-out. That's Taco Casa, tacocasa.com. Great choice for lunch and or dinner. It's a hump day edition of the Martin Houston Show. And, of course, it's the evening, uh, uh, the morning after, I should say, uh, with the election and the vote. Uh, Alabama did uh, flip uh, from Democrat to Republican when it came to the Senate race. Uh, And uh, Alabama did go hard and heavy uh, in favor of Trump. Uh, But the nation as a whole, it has not been decided. Uh, But I want to say thanks to all of you who took advantage of the great responsibility and opportunity we have in this great nation of ours to vote on yesterday. Uh, hopefully today or in the next day or so, we will know who won uh, the presidential uh, election. Trump has uh, claimed victory, uh, said it's a fraud. Uh, Biden saying let's count every vote. Uh, let's see what happens there. So stay tuned, stay safe, stay right. Uh, and um, remember that uh, it is a great privilege to live in this great nation that we do. And let's not mess things up and make it a mess over the next couple of days. All right. That is my political announcement for the, the day. As we move forward, we've got a great show lined up for you. If you want to be a part of Deal No Deal, which we have coming up here in just a moment, you can call the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904, and Joe and I will work you into the conversation after Deal No Deal. Uh, we'll take some conversation, even talking about Mac Jones. I, I posed a question yesterday. Uh, how can... Um, Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden be out of the Heisman race because he missed two games, but Justin Fields is in the Heisman race and he's only played two games. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. He's not out of it. How could he have fallen uh, so quickly? Uh, but anyway, is Mac Jones the leader? We'll talk about that. We can get to the bolding conversation. We can also look at takeaways and defense and what Bama needs to do this week to get better uh, in an off week. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm having a great day, Martin. I'm uh, ready ready for a hump day, so I'm, I'm having a good day. How about yourself? 
I'm having a great day and uh, any day, as I always say, any day uh, that I'm able to be on this side of the dirt, uh, breathing and having an opportunity to impact the world in which my small world in which I have influence is a great day. So I toss it to you for a little deal, no deal. Deal or no deal on a bye week, Martin Houston. So I've got five questions, but only two of them to deal with Alabama this week. So we'll okay. start with the let's start with the Alabama side just to keep it close to home. Yesterday, I put up a poll uh, on Tide One Hundred Nine Twitter. You can it's still there for another probably four or five hours, three or four hours. Uh, in the spirit of elections. Uh, and voting, I wanted to get the people's opinion on uh, the Alabama defense. I said, who has been the, the best Alabama defender this year? I put, now, Twitter only gives you four options, so I put up uh, Dylan Moses, Malachi Moore, Patrick Sertain, and Christian Harris. And surprisingly, Malachi Moore took 60% of the vote. Deal or no deal, Malachi Moore has been the best defender on this Alabama Crimson Tide defense this year. I, I did not see your poll, um, so uh, but as you got ready to name them off, I named off. I said Dylan Moses, Malachi Moore, uh, Patrick Sertain, and I didn't have that fourth one yet. I was contemplating, and you said, of course, uh, yours was Christian Harris, uh, but I said I would probably go with Malachi Moore. So I'm going to say the people are getting it right. Uh, but I think part of that, Joe, goes back to what you and I talked about on yesterday, potentially with Patrick uh, Sertain. Um, when you really think about it, uh, the the play he didn't make the one play against Tennessee, and I, you know, there's a couple other plays maybe early on that he could have done a little better on. But reality of it is. Uh, uh, we we think he's made one play and that was the interception. So I think he kind of is in that boat of it's hard to be the player, the best defensive player, unless you really grade out film. That that makes sense. Like, like, Oh yeah, uh, certainly. And so, so if you're grading film, I would be willing to bet that Patrick Chartain has made fewer mistakes, uh, had fewer breakdowns and, and did his job probably more than anybody else on that defense. Because Dylan has had, to me, had some issues uh, early on, seems to have corrected them since the second half of the Georgia game. Christian Harris, same thing. And then, uh, of course, um, we, we Malachi, even though he's played and made a lot of tackles, that's kind of the role that he plays as a safety. He's supposed to be the DB with the most tackles him and or battle. So, uh, so yeah, I, I get it. And I would probably have voted that same way uh, until I dug into film. So deal. Well, What's Patrick, uh, Patrick ended up second in our poll right now. Yeah. And I think you're, I think you're pretty spot on with, uh, how, uh, you know, evaluating the defense. I was struggling with who to put in that fourth slot. I was thinking maybe Will Anderson, maybe, uh, yep. Christopher yep. Allen, Fidarian Mathis in that fourth spot. But I went with Christian Harris just because I think he's the third or I think he's third on the team in tackles is why I pick, uh, third or fourth, excuse me. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I think Malachi Moore has been playing well. I think he's standing out. He's uh, won SEC Freshman of the Week twice now, uh, including last week's uh, la- la- winning from last week's performance, leading the team in tackles against Mississippi State. I think he's played well. I think that the defense still has a lot of room to to improve, but I, I'm pretty pleased with the growth that we've seen over the first six weeks. I agree with that. We'll have a little fun here with with a Nick Saban question. And Nick Saban, uh, kind of my deal or no deal is Nick Saban kind of went back channels to the SEC and mandated that this would be our bye week when he found out that the SEC was mandating yesterday as an off day. Deal or no deal? I had not heard that, but uh, yesterday was a mandated SEC off day I, I, to make sure that everybody right. voted. Mike Leach uh, and, and you know several other coaches kind of 
didn't come off too happy about that, mostly because they've all handled their pro- – most of the players in their program have voted early or, or voted absentee. And so uh, – and, and Tuesday is a huge, huge prep day, uh, as oh. you well remember. Uh, so uh, it, it was just my kind of joke that Nick Saban said, oh, well, if Tuesday – election oh. day is going to be uh, an off day, you, you guys better give us a bye week. Oh, you're saying that you're asking, do I think Nick Saban did that? I thought you were saying that it had been confirmed that he no, did. No, no, oh. no, I'm just being silly. Do you, do, you, do you think he did? You think there's a possibility deal. he might? Deal, deal. I would take that I would take that deal more than I would go against it that Nick Saban heard that that was going to be the case and, and lobbied for it. Whether he got it for that reason or not, I would not put it past Nick Saban lobbying for it. But, uh, yeah, Tuesday – you talking about throwing a wrinkle in your practice plan, man? Tuesday uh, was uh, we called it Big Tuesday because that was the day that if we were, of course, they don't ever go in full pads now. I don't think, but if we had a full pad practice, uh, it was going to be Tuesday. What kind of like Monday was kind of like installation. What's the new stuff? Uh, we practiced what we could run, Joe, uh, and figure out kind of how the flow went. Then Tuesday was when you figured out if you could really execute it in full pads or not. Because some of the stuff you can do when you're doing it in, you know, shorts and helmets or shells and then doing it three-quarter speed, but when you go full speed against the opponent, doesn't always pan out. And so then Wednesday you kind of took out what you didn't want to Want, didn't think you could execute and honed in on it. So Tuesday was like our big practice uh, of the week to to really know what we wanted to try to accomplish in the game. So I would not put it past Nick Saban uh, in terms of getting uh, getting this Tuesday uh, off as far as deal. But I do think that's a pretty neat thing, though, Joe. Um, as a college athlete, I don't remember there being any emphasis on voting right and so at least there is uh, some emphasis on that and getting these young people involved in, in the process and not not just being influencers because they're influencers as athletes but being involved influencers that they actually go out and vote absolutely i, I think that that's uh i think the inf- you know the media and everybody emphasizes voting over, over my lifetime. This has been my fourth election to participate in. But out of the four elections, I think this the the, the emphasis to vote has been even higher this round. And uh, I, no matter who comes out on top in the election, I'm very happy that the participation seems to be up, up, up as high as it's ever been. That's that's very good to me. We got- yes, a lot of people complain and. That, but uh, you know they don't they don't participate. And to me, uh, if you're not going to be a part of the solution, uh, please please don't be a, a big part of the problem uh, and the complainer and the instigator. So it was good to see so many people uh, come out and participate. Even though it made me stand in line for quite a while. Yeah, certainly. I told one of my buddies before I left, I said, I'm going to vote so I can complain the next four years. <laughs> uh, no matter what, I can, so now I can say something. Oh, we got three more deal or no, no deals, and we're going to step outside of the realm of Alabama. We'll stay in the SEC real quick to talk about Dan Mullen. We've touched on his fight, his argument, his shenanigans and antics uh, at halftime against Missouri. Well, the SEC fined him $25,000. The same amount that they find Len Kiffin for his social media uh, kind of going against, you know, going against referees. Deal or no deal, Dan Mullen's $25,000 fine was the appropriate punishment? Uh, no deal. Um, either he should have been fined significantly more or he should have been suspended. Um, he was, to me, uh, the instigator. As a leader of that program, uh, when it's one thing to be upset about a call. It's one thing to react to a call. It's one thing to, you know, to, to, to do some of those things. But once your team follows you out there and then there's the, – you know that, that tensions are high and you continue to jump at and leap at and pull away from those who are trying to hold you back and go after the other team, your team follows suit – and and so to to say what the what 
what the SEC said, Joe, is Lane Kiffin complaining about them on a call that they say they missed. So he wasn't wrong in what he said. It was just the fact that he said it about them. For that to get the same penalty as a coach who caused his players to get into a almost out-of-control brawl and fight and players get suspended, to say that's the same impact, deserves the same punishment, to me, once again, uh, I love the SEC. I love the football in the SEC. But sometimes the office and the officiating and all of the, the decision-making sometimes makes it a joke, and this is another one of those times. So I say no deal. Appropriate uh, punishment was not handed out for Dan Mullins. I agree. I think that fine should have been a good bit heftier. Let's get outside yeah. the SEC and talk about two potential playoff teams. Deal or no deal, Clemson will still make the, the college football playoff even if they lose to Notre Dame this weekend, the committee will give them grace playing without star quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I think it's really – I think they still would have a legit shot. Um, let me ask you this. Will Notre Dame be – did they put them in one side of the conference or is the ACC doing the best two teams end up playing? And that's, They're doing the best two teams, so no, there are no divisions this year. So, so it's very possible that Notre Dame, will, if Notre Dame were to win, they would have to beat Clemson twice, certainly, correct? Certainly, yes. So if that scenario plays out, Trevor Lawrence is back, and Clemson <clears throat> is the uh, goes back up against Notre Dame. And after Notre Dame, if they were to win this week, and Notre Dame goes on to run the table, and then an undefeated Notre Dame team, which would be somewhere one, two, or three in the polls, uh, is play plays a Clemson team with Clemson's history and one loss uh, in the regular season in the last three years. I would say deal Clemson gets back into the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence at the helm uh, if they run the table. And lastly, well, Pac-12 is starting this week, so we'll get the Pac-12 after dark back. Uh, and they have a playoff contender of their own. Deal or no deal, the Oregon Ducks will make the playoffs uh, even in a shortened season. Um, I'm going to say, let me see, who's all, I'm trying to think who all they would have to leapfrog. Um, I'm going to say no deal. Pac-12 doesn't get in. Uh, Oregon is the best chance. Oregon may actually run the table. Um and 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 have a legit shot, but I think, man, what what would they play? Seven games if they get them all in. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think that there's just not enough games. Um, but then again, uh, they run a table. Uh, that is their only chance of getting in. But I'm going to say, no deal. Oregon doesn't make it into the playoffs. Uh, no one from the Pac-12 makes it into the playoffs unless there's multiple uh, teams in the uh, ACC, SEC uh, with uh, two or more losses. If there's a one-loss champion in the ACC uh, and an undefeated champion in the ACC or the SEC, I think those teams get in front of a 7-0 and Oregon team. All right, that wraps up Deal No Deal. Pat's on the phone. He probably has a Deal No Deal question, but – we're going to go ahead and go to break here, come back on the other side. We'll get your question, Pat. If you're listening right now and you want to be a part of the conversation, we'll bring you in on the other side as well. Kind of a deal, no deal. Let's talk on the other side. Let's talk about Mac Jones, the Heisman, and uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones seem to be the top three right now uh, in terms of the Heisman. Who else may be in that conversation? We can talk about it. But how do you feel about Justin Fields and where he sits in the Heisman favorites right now versus Trevor Lawrence as well as Mac Jones? That conversation and more coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show, and you can be a part of it. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa Hotline is open for business. 
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Wednesday with a disabled vehicle on 2059 eastbound at exit 89 at Mercedes with delays, so use caution. If you see other conditions, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. November means spectacular savings at Townsend Nissan. Extra rebates, top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Another beautiful day today for West Alabama. The sky's sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 73. Clear tonight, the low at 47. And tomorrow and Friday, partly to mostly sunny both days. The high tomorrow 73. The high Friday in the mid-70s at 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Don't forget Southmark Design, Southmark Design, building your brand, letting people know what you have uh, to offer, uh, promoting your business, and even getting screen printing done. Uh, then Southmark Design is the company that can help you. Scott Smith and his team are waiting on you to give him a call. 205-292-4680 for your branding, marketing, and screen printing promotional item needs. That's Southmark Design, the official outfitter of the Martin Houston Show. All right, let's go ahead and get to Pat. Pat, thanks for your patience. Uh, we will bring you in right now. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Uh, deal or no deal, Brian Ray gets back for LSU and starts to show why he is as coveted for the NFL as what he ought to be. Uh, uh, Saban said that uh, he was already back practicing, not just this week, but the week before. Um, there's just some certain things he can't can't do um so i'm thinking with another week which was last week's practice this week being off and then the following week uh uh getting ready for lsu i will say that he'll be back ready uh for the team to use lebron ray is one of those guys uh, unfortunately that just hasn't had a lot of uh luck pat with injuries um and it just it just nags, and if you mentally, it can start to weigh on you. And I just wonder, is it to that point in, uh, for him right now? But I think he will be back, ready to play. How well he plays, uh, how big of a contributor he is, uh, I don't know. I'm not ready to say because I've not seen enough consistency. He has moments and flashes where you go, okay, this guy – I n- now I understand why he was a five star. Now I understand why he was so coveted and why he could be a difference maker. But then he has the injury. Sort of, sort of reminds me of a defensive version of Bo Scarborough. Um, oh, yeah. When he's good, he's really good. Uh, but he just, you just, you just kind of hold your breath, waiting on when is he going to be back out again. Yeah, I got you. Uh, hey, next, one more question about uh, the race last night and what I saw with uh, uh, with Tommy uh, over in that uh, when he was uh, in Montgomery, that you were taking precautions and lot and and the team was taking precautions not to not to uh, contract COVID and not to spread COVID. Tommy Tuberville's group. Who are not wearing masks? There was one guitar player behind Tommy wearing a mask, and then he took it off at the end of the thing. At a, you know, I just they, couldn't they get over. Go ahead. 
They all had had it, Pat. They all were immune. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. Tommy was Tommy was coughing. I hope and pray that he doesn't get COVID. I don't wish it on anybody. But also, you know, shouldn't be stupid. That uh, and these people that are and again, we're not preaching enough about mask and washing hands. This is the only way to slow this thing down and uh, hey, to keep Pat, America open. Go ahead. Whether I agree with the mask or not, you need to get. I need to call Scott Smith and have him print up a a, a hat, a mask, uh, a, a, a t shirt, and everything that has the slogan. You shouldn't be stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, but but anyway, hey Martin, hey you're doing a great job, and uh, and uh, I hope you continue to stay well. That, uh, and hopefully that uh, you are you you and the rest of the uh, team are building immunities, and that uh, the immunity yeah, thing the is not because bad. the thing from what I understand is also that it's mutating, and that that is that this is a real thing, and it's very very scary, and people do need to take precautions, and I can't preach enough about that. But anyway, hey, have a great day, Martin Houston. Thank y'all. Bye bye. Appreciate it. Don't be stupid, Joe. Uh, um, that 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 that's going to be we, the new slogan. We've got the right? immunities now, huh? You and me, we've got the immunities now, right? <laughs> that's what that's what I that's what I hope. <laughs> My but, wife keeps telling me that. Oh, you don't know that for sure. You don't know that for sure. And I said, Well, I think I'm good for three months. That's what they tell me. <laughs> that's what they. That is it's so, Joe. And I know this is a sidebar. Isn't that funny? How how it's like it's like no matter what where you find yourself in this course it is it is it's controversial it's like okay uh wearing mask helps wearing mask doesn't help you know and and everybody i'm telling you i was doing what i was supposed to do i was wearing my mask i was i was social distancing and i cannot i don't know who what where i got it okay uh, and I know so many people who are doing right. And then I see people who don't wear masks and they don't have it and they're not getting it. And so then, then, then like, Oh, you have all of these things, uh, and it's really bad for you. But if you don't, it's good. I didn't have any symptoms and it was crazy bad for me. So I don't think, and now I I had heard the whole time, Joe, that if you get it, you have antibodies that build up, Right. That's yeah, what yeah that's told. what I've heard as well. Now that I now that I have it, if someone sees you without a mask, and I go, "Oh man, I forgot my mask," but I said I'm good. I already had it. I I I, I can't give it to you. You can't give it to me. Oh man, I don't know about that. I don't think that worked. I think you can get it. Get it again. I think you can get it right back. And I'm like, okay, never mind. What do I know? What do anybody know? What do they? I mean, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's I just been wear so- the mask and try to make people happy. Yeah, I do. I wear my mask too. I I try to always keep one on me uh, if I can't social distance. Uh, but um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm still not sure they know how how it actually spreads. But uh, anyway, we'll 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 keep doing it. <laughs> anyway, hey, let's uh, let's get the break here. Coming back on the other side, let's have some of that little bit of that conversation on Mac Jones. I'd love to get your thought uh, as well, Joe, on. Uh, it, to me, the conversation seems to be Mac Jones being in the lead. Have no issues with that. But the question becomes: Why is uh, all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence not, you know, like one of the top guys, if not still the top guy, when he missed one game and will miss his second? But Justin Fields only played two games, but yet he is right in the thick of the conversation, uh, how we view missing games versus, you know, the late start of the season and not playing games. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. And if you want to be in on the conversation, once again, you can call the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we still have delays 2059 eastbound at exit 89 because of a disabled vehicle. Please use Carson in the area, and if you see other conditions, just give us a call. It's November, that spectacular savings time at Towns of Nissan. Extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. 
Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Born in the USA. How the election turned out. You recognize how blessed and... And uh, have an opportunity to do voice and uh, show your opinion without the fear, or at least we have traditionally without the fear of riots and outbreaks and so on and so forth. And I pray that we continue to do that on this hump day edition of the Martin Houston Show as we look at uh, post-election rhetoric and media and all of that. Remember that you control yourself and your decisions as well. We got Curtis Lewis uh, who wants to get in on the conversation. So we'll go to him and then we'll come back, time permitting, and talk a little bit about this Heisman conversation. Good morning, Mr. Lewis. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Hey, Martin. How's it going now? Doing good. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, I'm going to admit that I was not one of the persons who thought Mac Jones would have been holding that position all season. I thought he'd been a great person to hold it until about the eighth game, and then Bryce would have took over. But Mac has progressed beautifully. I think he's going to do a great job for us. He's done a great job so far. I just hope he gets a little bit better with um, not underthrowing that deep ball like he's done his last game. But um, I'm all for Mac to hold that position. What I yeah, do want to talk about is the fact that you see so many people thinking that our defense has turned the corner, and I think it is possible that we have turned the corner, but just not the corner we think we turned. I watched <laughs> Clemson play BC this past weekend, and lo and behold, who was running that same rush three, drop eight defense against Boston College? Clemson's doing the exact same thing. And I think the, the the whole difference is, or the, the whole likeness is, Clemson secondary is suspect this year. And Venable's keeping those guys where they keep everybody in front of them. And BC is not a strong passing team. They are a ground and pound team, but yet they're holding their, their own in that blame game. The same thing that we can do that we've done this last game, it doesn't have to be just against Mississippi State. I think the key was, Mathis, having um, Anderson, and then having someone 
no matter who it might have been, it might have been Burroughs, it might have been Tim Smith, it might have been um, Ebogby, any one of those other guys in that third position. But guys who can rush the passer but also hold the line in the run game. And I think we've got that with any of those three guys up there on the front line. And I was wondering, what, what was your opinion on that? Yeah, you, you sound a lot like me. I I when uh, I had to question yesterday, uh, Curtis, uh, have has Alabama's defense, you know, turned the corner and and all that? And I said, now you, anytime you shut out a team, that's good defense if played. I mean, it, it, there's no, you know, I'm, I, I will never not knock that. And the fact that we went from. Uh, Ole Miss in Georgia, the first half giving up 72 points to the second half of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi State giving up a grand total of 17 points. That's improvement. So I don't want to 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 nullify that. My question is still this, Curtis: Have we fixed what causes problems against Ole Miss? Because we hadn't seen it since, right? We, That's right. we we haven't seen we haven't seen an offense. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. We have seen it. We saw it against Mississippi State. Uh, and let me let me correct what I'm saying. Ole Miss did a lot of crossing, going fast, and when we were in man coverage, we were very undisciplined, poor eye discipline, poor, poor responsibility discipline, and our DBs got confused, some mixed up, let guys run free as well as when the linebackers were thrown into that converse, uh, uh, coverage package, they did the same type of mistakes. Well, we didn't have to do that as much against Tennessee, but there was moments where, ooh, Tennessee got us. There was moments where, ooh, Georgia created mismatches. They got us. Mississippi State didn't because we changed the defense. The question now com- comes, Curtis, is Nick Saban willing to – evolve as a defensive-minded coach the way he did offense. To me, him the way he runs his man defense is just as big a deal of the way he used to run his pro-style uh, uh, pro play-action pass game without any spread or hurry up and run, run. You know what I mean? And so yep. is he willing to is he willing to morph to this and make this a part of the package or was this just a one time game type of situation? If it is, we may, we won't know until we get to another, you know, Clemson type game and team whether or not our DBs have fixed their problem. And, and and so you're so right. And the thing that made me go back and look at the BC Clemson game made me also go back and look at last year a um, couple of games in which Charlie Strong was the head coach down at USF. That same defense, he employed it against UCL, and he employed it against, I can't remember the last other team, but it might have been Tulsa or somebody, but they ran that exact same three-down lineman drop eight defense, and that's when it, the, the little light clicked on, and I just thought, that's Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is Charlie Strong. And that's why he brought him in. I think without a doubt, that's why he brought him in to help help evolve this defense. Um, Because, I mean, I I love Coach Saban, but he has not changed his defense in a long time uh, in in, in any significant way. And uh, I don't know if Pete Golden, when you're struggling as a coach, do you have the nerve to go to the coach and say, hey, coach, if we try this, maybe this will work when you are kind of not on the hot seat, but you know what I'm saying, you're not performing the way you expected with his defense, but when you bring in that other voice or that third or fourth voice and they start confirming it, <laughs> excuse me, one of the things I do, Curtis, as a pastor, sometimes when, when I'm trying to get a point across, you know what I'll do? I'll bring in a speaker that speaks what I've been saying, and my people go, wow, that is such a great idea. Pastor, why hadn't you mentioned that? So different voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Different voice. Same message. Just come from a different voice. <laughs> That's right. That's why we do our children too. Just all you have to do is get a neighbor to say what you want your kids to do. And then they'll think it's a brilliant idea. And I think that may be what happened with this defense. Kirk, Charlie strong and others potentially uh, gave some voice to Pete Golding in this defense. That's right. I uh, totally agree. Very, very well said, Martin. 
Thank you very All much. Right. Hey, let me ask you a question real quick about you mentioned the thing. What What are your quick thoughts, Curtis, in terms of, um, you know, like Trevor Lawrence misses a game and now he it's announced he missed his second. He can miss the second game. And all of a sudden now he's not going to be uh, in the um, the conversation. And, and I, Joe, you can come in on this as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, <clears throat> excuse me, has um, uh, missed the game. Now he's going to miss his second game. Uh, but they played six games. Uh, he has a lot of film. He's he's played to me. He's played Heisman type football as the quarterback of Clemson. Justin Fields, on the other hand, has come into the conversation and only played two games. Now he's played Heisman type football against you know the two opponents, Nebraska, uh, which he should have, and Penn State, who. You know, I think they're better than their zero and two record, but nevertheless, why is it that that it's viewed as Trevor Lawrence has already fallen out of the conversation, but Justin Fields immediately was a part of the conversation? I think that's an interesting point. I think that because because Fields will still pl- have played less less games than Lawrence even you know, it's just it's a perception of of uh, of Lawrence missing games uh that that hurts him there and, and and I think we're just right in the moment of that story once we get into uh the end of December once we start voting on the Heisman I think that we'll be able to take kind of the whole the season as a whole and be able to evaluate who the best player was but right here in this moment uh I, I think that's very interesting an interesting point because Trevor Lawrence is getting docked for missing these two games and and Mac Jones has certainly taken advantage of that. I think it's uh, I, I think it's just uh, kind of the way that the media works, uh, where you know, oh, you're missing time, so you're getting you're getting d- down a point. But once we get to the end of the season and we have a whole picture of what the se- what what the year actually looked like, uh, I hope that every you know things will be more. Uh, it, it'll be easier to compare these quarterbacks' performance. Yeah, and it, I think it is a a a you know. Uh, a snapshot in the moment to me. Uh, and, but it, I just thought it was so interesting. I'm like, how is it that Trevor Lawrence has played five games and has stats that are equivalent to what Justin Fields has done? And, and now I have no problem with Matt Jones being in the league. I, you know, I mean, you know, you can, you can argue Trevor Mack to me based on the season and the way they've been playing regardless uh but just it's it's not that that Mac Jones is in front it's just that Trevor instantly fell to like third immediately and I just I was like wow that is so weird this guy's played five games he's gonna miss two the other guy missed the first five weeks of the season and has only played two but his two games uh have him there but what would Trevor Lawrence in your opinion what scenario would have to play out uh, kind of for him to get back into that conversation? Does Clemson need to make a run uh, and be in that championship game and him ball out for him, you think, to get back in the conversation if Mac Jones – and Justin Fields continues to do what they do. Oh, certainly, he's going to miss Clemson's biggest game of the, of the year, playing Notre Dame this, this week. Uh, and there's no South Carolina on their schedule to kind of show up against an SEC team. He, he's going to have to come back from his COVID nineteen uh, hiatus and and really dominate for the Clemson Tigers and get back to the take them keep them <coughs> undefeated and take them to the ACC championship and probably put up a big game against uh, against Notre Dame to to pr- kind of show the voters what. Was was missed out on this coming weekend. I think that I think he certainly can, but he he's gonna have he, he's not gonna have any room for error once he comes back from missing this time. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Curtis Moore said earlier in the program uh, on Facebook. He says to me, it's not the amount of games Trevor played; it's the marquee Heisman moment game that Trevor lacks. Matt has Georgia already. Uh, both have similar numbers, but I feel Trevor's only marquee game is the Notre game Notre Dame game, which he will miss. Just his opinion. He didn't at the point he typed that he didn't realize that Justin Fields had kind of jumped into second place already. But that is a great point. No, no matter what we do, no matter what the statistics are, it has become a thing, Joe, to say every year what? Hey, where was his Heisman moment? Where was his Heisman moment? 
And and Trevor, everybody was pointing to this Notre Dame game as that opportunity uh, in the ACC. He's going to miss it. So I do think that hurts him. Uh, and I, I think Mac Jones has had a couple of Heisman moments. And uh, I, I think we, we forget that last week the team he, he shredded last week was uh, his last two games were against – at that time, the top-ranked SEC defense uh, in the league, and he balled out against both of them. Absolutely, taking care of Georgia, uh, and, and you know he's going to have several. Max going to have several other. Uh, he's got L- LSU and Auburn, which I know LSU is down, but it's still kind of a marquee matchup. And then uh, probably going to play either Georgia or Florida again in the SEC title. It's all laid out in front of Mac Jones if he performs well to win the Heisman. Yeah, that that is so crazy to me that we've had the last three uh, years or so, we've had the craziest quarterback controversy, conversation, hype all time. And the guy who was here the whole time watching and learning, I cannot say that enough, watching and learning and growing may end up being the guy that brings the first Heisman uh, trophy from the quarterback position to Tuscaloosa. That would be perfect, <laughs> Mac Jones. Hey, we'll continue that conversation. Uh, we'll talk to more, more about Alabama football on tomorrow. But coming up next, we want to recognize some awesome people who are champions of character, and we'll do that up next with the Johnson & Marshall Christian Moment of the Week with Scotty Hollins, Executive Director of Blueprint Ministries. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, traffic signals about function on 69 at Plantation Drive. You can expect delays in the area. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call. It's November, and that means spectacular savings at Townsend Nissan. Extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning. The presidential race may not be decided for a while, but Democrat Joe Biden is just 32 electoral votes away, with heavily liberal California still the way in. Here in Alabama, President Trump was the clear winner. He carried Tuscaloosa County as well as the state, and so did Republican Senator-elect Tommy Tuberville, who defeated Democrat U.S. Senate incumbent Doug Jones. All but one of the constitutional amendments sailed through the vote. Amendment number two, restructuring the state judicial system, still too close to call. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Mar- Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. It's now time for our weekly catch-up with Scotty Hollins, Executive Director of Blueprint Ministries, presented by Johnson and Marshall Dentistry. Visit DentistTuscaloosa.com. DentistTuscaloosa.com. They're going to take care of you, give you a great smile that'll last a lifetime. That's Tusca, uh, Johnson and Marshall Dentistry at DentistTuscaloosa.com. Good morning, Scotty. Take us uh, and encourage us on how we can incorporate our faith into the boardroom, the classroom, and the field of play, highlighting our champions of character. Uh, from the Tuscaloosa City School System. Absolutely. We're going to jump right into our Champions of Character uh, Athletes of the Week. And uh, this character quality, Martin, is gratefulness. And our our definition for gratefulness was letting others know by my words and actions how they have encouraged my life. Okay? So we're going to jump into the the student athletes uh, from the Tuscaloosa City Schools 
who uh, who were champions of character for that character quality. From North, uh, from Central High School, we have Darian uh, Requina. We have Fernandale uh, Britton as well. And then from West Line Middle School, we got Kajori Mary- Merriweather and Lamoris Gaines. From Northridge High School, we got A.J. Hall and Edie Walker. Um, and then from uh, Northridge Middle School, we got Brianna Vickery. I'd imagine that's Coach Vickery's daughter. Um, and then we got Caleb Terrell. I know that family. Awesome family, the Terrell family. Um, and then we have uh, for Bryant High School, we got Christian Connor and uh, Amaya Wade. And then for Eastwood Middle School, we got Faith Bonner and Jada Archibald. And so, again, that character quality was uh, or is gratefulness, which is letting others know by my words and actions how they have encouraged my life. And in my segment with you, Martin, what we do is we answer the question, what does the Bible have to say about this character quality? And so uh, I want to look at that and even thinking about how that can play into, again, the boardroom and the field of play. Well, I think gratefulness is is so important, and um, and, and what coach wouldn't appreciate after all they they invest after all they sacrifice to help a, a young man? What teacher wouldn't appreciate? Uh, what what uh, executive wouldn't appreciate someone coming into their office and saying, "Look, I want to thank you for the opportunity that opportunity that you've helped me to to, to accept to to be prepared for and to grow into." Um, you know, that and most people would be encouraged by that. Right. And so right, um, you, you think that that's a character quality that we need to um, embrace, because that means we're not, I think so quick, so often we can be so consumed with ourselves that we don't get a chance to think outside of ourselves. We don't get a chance to think about who has gotten us somewhere. Um, there's a guy that uh, used to say this. He says, one thing you know about a turtle on the fence post, so it's kind of a joke, but what, what do you know about a turtle on the fence post, Martin? He couldn't have got there by himself. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard him before, right? If you know it's a turtle on the fence post, you know somebody put him there. And I think that, like, just that humility that, that recognizes that will lead to gratefulness. And so I want to say, what does the Bible say? And I, I want to look at one passage, and it's, I got to go real fast. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I can be long-winded. Here it is. It's, it's a very familiar passage. It's in Joshua. So Joshua has led the children of Israel into the promised land, okay? And Joshua is about to die, and he tells the children of Israel, he says, I want you guys to look back and think about all that God has done to get us to this point. He says, I want you to think about the Red Sea, the fact that, hey, we were about to be killed by the Egyptians, and he parted the Red Sea, let us go through on dry land, and then he, uh, you know, protected us by taking care of those Egyptians. I want you to think about when we got to the other side, how we thought we were going to die of thirst, and, you know, water came out of a rock. I want you to think about how we thought we were going to die of hunger, and, you know, manna came from heaven. So he, he, he brings their attention. He takes their attention to all that God had done, right? And what he says is, he says, I want you to choose this day who you're going to serve, right? And, and, he, and he finishes by saying this, and, it's, and most people know this verse. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I think that's where we need to come. Like, do we have a gratefulness for all that God has done? And if we do, then that will help us to have a gratefulness in other areas as well. All right. That's right. Be grateful. Look back at your past and realize just how much God has done for you. Thank you, Scotty. Tell me real quick where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, www.blueprintscaloosa.com. I have a message board there. You send me a message, it comes straight to my email. All right, that's Scotty Hollins, Johnson Marshall Dentistry, Christian Woman of the Week. We'll catch up with you next week. Hey, remember this. Remember this. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful that you live in a great state, a great country, the United States of America. And remember this. Trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Roll tide. And remember, be grateful out there today. Be a champion of gratitude.